0: Good morning, everybody, good morning. I think this is really goodbye, yeah? Yes. Okay. Well, much to our chagrin of David David is leaving this morning to uh, Colorado, t- to medical school, sure. and, oh. because the world needs more Persian doctors, and smart ones, okay, fine, okay, I got it, I got it. So we want to wish you a tremendous Hatzlacha. We will miss you. Come visit often, early and often. Come join us on a regular basis. We have Zoom every day if you want. You can join us on the Zoom in the morning. Yeah, my with the... I will send you the link for the Zoom. We, have a Zoom. we Zoomed, we started Zooming chakras. What else are you calling that? Name? You didn't know about this? No. We, oh, wait, I, I need you to come here physically. That's why I don't tell you. The reason I don't tell you about the morning Zoom is because I need you here physically. <laughs> but we started it at the beginning of COVID, during the shutdown, and we just continued to do it, And there's one person who's, who's on Zoom every day. That's why I have my phone over here by Davening. There's one person who joined us, started joining us then, and is with us on Zoom every morning. Okay, so, not to you much, 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 aslacha, joy and celebration in your life, you should really, really just find exactly what it is you were hoping for in, in medical school and make that place into a makom Torah, which segues into today's podcast. In today's Torah reading, we read about the tribes of Ruvain and Gad who present themselves to Moshe at this point. Remember, we've conquered the land of Sihon and Og, meaning all of the area east of of the Jordan, and I'll make the political commentary that I love to say, that is a country that today calls itself Jordan, whose name is really Transjordan, whose name originally was Transjordanian what? Fill in this sentence. Transjordanian Israel. In other words, they openly admit that they're sitting on our land. Our land, east of the Jordan, it's our land whether they like it or not. Whether anybody likes it or not, that's our land they're sitting on and they admit it, even in the name of their country. Anyway, so we've conquered the land of Sichon and Og, and we're about to cross the Jordan. When Moshe uh, leaves us, Joshua's gonna lead us across the Jordan from east to west to the conquest of the land of Israel. But now they're still there east of the Jordan and they have all this land that they conquered in the wars of Sichon and Og, which by the way, both were defensive wars for all those people who uh, uh, would like to look at that today. Those two were also defensive wars. We weren't looking for a war. Sichon and Og attacked us, and they lost, and we have that land. Okay, that's where we're at. So the two tribes of Ruven and God come to Moshe, and they say, we don't want to cross the Jordan. We're going to stay here. This land is sitting here. We have a lot of cattle and a lot of flocks, we need a lot of grazing land. This is very good grazing land. We'll stay here, we're not gonna cross the Jordan into Israel proper. Moshe gets very upset with them. only does he get upset with them and he says, what exactly are you trying to do here? Is this a repeat, Moshe says, of the sin of the spies? The spies stopped us from entering into the land of Israel? Are you now here? have you now risen up in the footsteps of and replacing them that caused us to wander through the desert for 40 years, and now here we are, we're finally here, and you're gonna start this over again. Okay. And the punchline, they say, no, 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 we'll go in, we'll lead the battle, etc." which that aspect of it we'll talk about more tomorrow. But for today, What was bugging Reuven and God? First of all, did they have any idea how much grazing land there was west of the Jordan? Maybe there's plenty of grazing land there too. What's the notion that we need? We have a lot of cattle, we need a lot of grazing land. We don't want to cross the Jordan into the west of the Jordan. How many Jews are there? There's a million Jews at that point. 600,000 adults between 20 and 60. Add the women, the kids, and the elderly, et cetera, about maybe close to two million people. A big piece of land for two million people uh, from, from south, from Be'er Sheva, all the way to the north, a little bit north of Tzfat. Plenty of place for grazing. What are they complaining about? We have all this cattle, we need more grazing land, but we're going to stay here east of the Jordan. What's really going on there? Doesn't make any sense. And why does Moshe compare them specifically to the spies? You want the answer too? Oh, okay, fine. It's usually an extra charge. If you want the answer, I have to. Izzy has to pay. You know, it's like, uh, what is it, Izzy? You gotta put another 25 cents into the meter to get me to give you the answer. So the answer is this. Ascithus teaches us that in essence, the argument of Reuven and God was the same as the argument of the spies, but, The opposite. What did the spies say? What was their argument? Their argument was, we're living in a desert, surrounded by clouds of glory. Manna comes from heaven. Water comes from a rock. We're living an utterly and completely spiritual life in an utterly and completely spiritual existence. Why would we want to enter into a land where we're now going to have to plow and sow and work the land and all the metaphors attached to that concept? all the things and go along with it. Why would they get involved with that? Particularly, they had already been studying Torah, so they knew that when they come to the land of Israel, some people are gonna be wealthier, some people are gonna be poor, and you're gonna have obligations with your crops to give to the poor, to give to the coin, and to the lady, and to the widow. Right now, we're in the desert, life is great. We don't want to enter in there. We love the opportunity for spirituality, and we're terrified of having to enter into the land of Israel to deal with the physical world. Reuven and God were the exact opposite. Same argument, but the opposite. What did Reuven and God say? Okay, we got it. We know that the message is, and that was the response to the spies was, no, Hashem gave us the Torah to live in a physical world, not to live in a cocoon separated from the world. So Reuven and God said, physical world, we're, we're in. We want to expand. The land of Israel. We we want to take over the east of the Jordan. And the metaphor, of course, is Israel being the holy land. So we want to bring more holiness to the land. We want to take the earthiness and make it spiritual. We're completely immersed in the opposite extreme of the spies. The spies said we don't want to have anything to do with the land. We want to be just Godly. The response to the spies was, no, you make a mistake. The purpose of giving the Torah in the world to actually change the world. Although, comes Ruben and God say, okay, if the goal is to change the physical world and to make it holy, huh, I love that message, says Ruben and God. I love that idea. Miknerah, the mikneh, the cattle, is symbolic of the animal soul we understand how powerful the normal circumstances people look at their animal soul slash evil inclination and they say wow this gets in my way of being able to be more spiritual more connected more plugged in etc etc no i recognize how incredibly powerful it is to be able to transform my animal soul and therefore i'm excited we are very powerful animal souls God. And the land of Israel has a natural holiness. We want to bring holiness to the unnatural places of the world. We want to conquer the east. We want to take east of the Jordan. And take our animal soul. Mithnerav. Our very strong negative aspects of our personal into holiness. We're down. In other words. One guy says. I cannot live in Brentwood and still be plugged in spiritually. If I'm plugged in spiritually, I'm gonna to have to move to Brooklyn or at the minimum to Pico. The minimum to Pico. Uh, that wasteland west of the 405, impossible to be religious. That's the spies. The other guy says, who needs Pico? Who needs Pico? In Brentwood, we can struggle for a million when a lot of people are on vacation. Oh, that's fantastic. That's life. I can have neighbors who who, who aren't religious at all, not practicing at all. Some of them have messes on their doors. Some of them don't have messes on their doors. Some of them have vegetarian messes on their doors because they're animal rights activists. Right? Some have a piece of paper inside that says, God bless this mess. That's where it's at. Finding those people, putting on film with them. I don't need the whole religious community. I don't need to have any connection to them whatsoever. I want to immerse myself in conquering a physical world that's antithetical. What's Moshe's response? Which we'll talk about more tomorrow that extreme is also no good. That extreme is also no good. You got a great idea. Yes, in order to bring Mashiach, we have to conquer the physical world, and not only any physical world, but Brentwood, west of the 405, you have to conquer that, got it. You're on the right track. A little tweaking will help uh, but the first thing he does is he chastises them because he thinks they don't get it. In the course of the conversation, he realizes, oh, they do get it. They understand exactly. They're screaming one thing, but in their mind, they're well-balanced. That's what he come, and we'll talk about that, the well-balanced tomorrow. We'll talk about that more tomorrow. But for today, the idea is, that they, their idea of what they're trying to do is conquer a physical world that presents itself as antithetical to godliness. And even by the time you end today's Torah reading, Moshe says, okay, I get it. So we have to learn from the B'nai Ruvim, G'od that our mission is to have a geshmak. You see what's going on in Israel today? Somebody sent me a clip last night of a news show, a morning news show in Israel, because there's a whole, unfortunately, I'm not talking about the not, part, not good part of it, in the three weeks, but there's a news show, it is a morning news show. The two hosts are, you could see, are not, you know, they're not haredi, not by any stretch of the imagination. And one of them put on a yarmulke and tefillin for the whole show. He's are sitting for the whole show. The news host, like you go, to, you turn up in the press, and one of the hosts is sitting in tefillin, There's a whole conflict going on there now. Yeah. You familiar with what's going on? Yeah, they yeah. yeah, they want to stop the film booths in television. They're trying to make that illegal. Mm. To arrest, yeah. they want to arrest the yeshiva bachurim who are setting up booths. Oh, I never. It. It's a big thing going on there. On? So, uh, so all the same kooks, the same kooks. So, so the, it, what it has done is. It has brought out the spirit of Bnei Israel. Totally not religious people. The booths set up all over Israel today, thriving. They don't have to stop, they don't even have to stop something. Hey, want to lines lining up around the block to put on tefillin. That's the beauty of the Jewish people. They understand. It. Press them and we will conquer. Them. Hashem help us. We will show love to every single Jew. And by extension, Conquer every single part of the world and bring about immediately the revelation of Mashiach in these three weeks the transformation of darkness to light had happened right this minute. Let's say Amen. L'chaim l'chaim.